All right. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today to our very special Clear Picture Cares edition of 20 Minutes of Clarity. Um, I'm your host, as always, Andy Merchant, and I am so um, delighted to have these two amazing guests joining us today. Um, we have uh, Janae Campbell, who's the CEO of the Boys and Girls Club um, here in Wichita, and then we have Ashley Hatman, who's the VP of Marketing and Development for the club as well. So um, just for those tuning in, these women are doing some amazing work along with the staff just on helping young people um, realize their full potential and the responsibility of being um, productive citizens. And and as we've talked in all of our other Clear Picture Cares um, podcasts, you know, our communities are only as strong as as our community supporters out there. So we're uh, we're excited to feature uh, these two uh, great women and uh, this great organization here in Wichita, Kansas. So uh, welcome, Janae and Ashley, to our show today. Oh, thank you, Andy, for having us. We really appreciate having the opportunity to share a little bit more about what the Boys and Girls Club is doing today. That's great. So, um, so let's dive in. I know we always try to keep these to uh, to twenty minutes, and uh, and that way our guests can get all the content and not have to run in and and uh, head to work or head to pick up kids. And so, uh, twenty minutes is our target. So, um, as with all of the discussions, ladies, we always start with we know nonprofit leadership is you know often driven more by passion. Than it really is about paycheck, as we say, you know, and often in, in a lot of ways. Share with me a little bit about your guys' journey of getting into the nonprofit spaces in general and then really why the Boys and Girls Club became your current home. Yeah, well, I'll speak first. Janae Campbell, CEO. I This found me by accident. I, I'm a trained educator, uh, elementary education with a middle level endorsement in math. And I graduated at a time when there was not teaching jobs available. So that's kind of different in the world we're living in now. Um, and I had done out of school time work through college as a part-time job. And um, I was working at a school district, got approached by the Boys and Girls Club actually to enable all young people to realize their full potential as productive, caring, and responsible citizens. It just makes you um, fall in love. It's, it's, we say we bleed blue because the boys and girls club colors are blue. Um, so once I started in that movement, uh, in 2006, I've been doing this almost 18 years now. So I feel like it was a passion that picked me. Um, and then I just had the opportunity to fall in love after that. That's, that's great. Yeah. And, and I, and I, and for those listening, I was on the boys and girls club, but never, but I rolled right off the board. Uh, right when Janae was coming in. So we've never had a chance to to talk or work together until now, other than just emails and communications. So uh, I'm excited you've been there. I know you're doing great things with the local and, and took over. So we're excited. So, and Ashley's the same thing. I haven't met you in person as well or anything else. So tell us a little bit about you and then we'll learn more about the club. Yeah. So I was born and raised in Wichita, but I had been living in Arkansas around the time I got connected to the club. And it just so happened I'd been in the nonprofit world doing some event coordination and fundraising. And then when I moved back to Wichita to be with family, it was like a perfect culmination of all my previous work experience connecting with the mission and the vision of the club. It um, was a perfect spot for me. And I just felt at home immediately being able to be a part of something bigger than myself and being able to give back in such a major way to support the community. And of course, at the time we were drastically growing. So it was giving back in an even larger way than I was even ready for at the time, but um, been really good to be here. And I appreciate you guys sharing your quick background. I think, uh, 
you know, when we try to connect, uh, you know, our listeners and our viewers to to uh, passion, I think it always starts with the people behind the scenes, you know, and then uh, we dive into the organization because, you know, the organization has their message, but it's only as good as as those uh, that are that are helping and run it. So, um, no, so I appreciate you sharing it. I know a lot of people may not know fully, you know, I, I'm one of those when I first got on the board, I didn't really know really what the Boys and Girls Club really was, right? I was exposed to it. I'm familiar with it. It's a large organization. Um, but can you shed a little bit of light around kind of what your mission is? But more importantly, why is this is such an important group and organization to be part of for the community? Yeah, so Boys and Girls Club is truly, uh, we, we hope that we provide a world-class club experience for kids kindergarten through 18 years of age in out of school time. So if you wanna think about kids go to school for eight hours a day or a little over eight hours, depending upon the school district they serve, then we're that, that bridge between when parents are still at work and after school, before school, right? When parents have to be at work and then we're that gap in the summertime who hopefully is providing career opportunities, academic success, healthy lifestyle, good character and citizenship programming to ensure that kids have um, opportunities that they otherwise wouldn't have. It's basically to solve the latch key model where kids used to go home after school and be by themselves, right? And in the world that we live in right now, especially after COVID, the club is needed more now than ever. Um, we're, we've been, Boys and Girls Clubs have been around the world nationally. Um, we're on every military, ba military base across overall seas, right? And so I think ultimately it's not, this isn't new, but I feel like after COVID, we, we know that kids need us more now than ever. And families need us, right? Because families still have to work and provide um, but the kids need that safe place to feel comfortable to not only be who they are and and be themselves, but have the opportunity to socialize, which a lot of our kids are struggling to do after COVID. Um, and then also there's some academic remediation that we're trying to also assist with, just given the fact that, you know, kids went to school virtually online for almost two years. So um, the club provides more than just a, a space. Um, we're, we're, we're running key programs. We use interest levels of the kids at all ages that we're providing. Um, we also provide that adult support. So uh, unlike our, our friends at Big Brothers Big Sisters, we have more of a, a group mentorship model where we have kids who develop relationships with adult staff. Um, and, and, and that is long lasting relationships that go on forever, hopefully. No, it's exciting, you know, in our days, I know the Kids of the Year program is, is a really strong uh, mm -hmm. program, and we've seen some really great kids just really be part of the club as a young age, you know, because as mm -hmm. we as we talk, uh, you know, work hours are not built around kids' hours, right? And and so, you know, even, I mean, I've got two young boys and leaving them at home by themselves, I don't know how how well they would be on a regular basis if, if there was transition or just less, less structured because we're busy, Right. Um, all parts of communities are. And I know you're in schools and, and providing some resources there for people just to have that really crucial after school to parent time and uh, and hopefully continue to develop some really awesome future youth of the year uh, kids in this area. So, um, no, it's exciting. Ashley, anything on your end to add? Yeah, I think um, there's a stereotype sometimes that Boys and Girls Club is just like a sporting like avenue and we just do like sports all the time but it's truly like very structured programs that bridge the gap of school time and home and being able to be 
um, a communicator with teachers and parents and the club kids themselves and being able to be that safe space that provides homework help and STEM activities, career preparation, everything in between in addition to some fun gym time and activities <laughs> like that. Um, but being able to really help continue the educational aspect in a fun and unique way that doesn't feel like it's just a continuation of school. Um, and with that, we've been in schools and that's been great partnerships and we've grown a lot. And because of that, we've been able to make more of an impact just even in the daily school life and being able to make those connections even broader. So. Yeah, so, so how many kids, uh, maybe for our viewers to know, how many kids are, are currently uh, enrolled in, in, in part of uh, the club right now today? Over 1,600 kids that we serve in 17 sites now. So we partnered with four different school districts. We have partnerships with Derby Public Schools, Mays Public Schools. Obviously, our partnerships at 259 here at the Wichita location. Um, Holy Savior Catholic Academy is a partner. And then uh, we also have expanded in the Emporia School District area. So um, over 17 locations now, Andy, that we're serving kids either before school or after school in the summertime. So we have had a cap on our membership because staffing is such a critical part of a challenge for us right now is just we know there are more kids that need to be served that we can't serve right now because we are still struggling to recruit a staff member um, that can work with those youth after school. Well, you just took my segue comment right out of my mouth and just <laughs> threw it out there because, you know, we've learned about you. We've learned about what the club's there and the importance of the community. But, you know, the point of our podcast here is to spend this 20 minutes to really create community awareness provide a little education, which you guys just did, but really find a way to engage our listeners into making a difference and in, in, in impacting what's going on. I know staffing's a big issue. So I know uh, we always say in these, uh, asking for money is kind of easy, right? That's the that's the easiest part of this, but but having all the money in the world and no staff in this particular case doesn't do us a lot of good, right? Maybe helps us go pay more people, but that's less the programming. So talk to me through a little bit or just share um, what is it that our listeners can do to get involved with the club at all levels. What do you guys need right now for, um, you know, to continue marching on with your mission? Well, one of the easiest ways that listeners could get involved is to just like us on our social media pages and share our content because we post a lot about that. We share jobs we're looking to, um, to recruit for. We, we share all the great things we're doing. So I think sometimes just getting the word out and sharing with others is a big piece. And that's a free way to educate and, and, and engage more people, especially those that are listening today. I think uh, there's a, obviously our website has other avenues that you could get involved through volunteering or um, as you know, Andy, we have a young leaders board. We also have the board of directors. Um, and so there's multiple ways that people could get involved and you can find more information on our website at bgcsck.org. But I think the simplest way would be to start by, by finding us on our Facebook page, Instagram, um, LinkedIn, and we share a lot of content. Ashley does a great job in making sure that, um, you know, we're constantly sharing. And that's really an easy way to get involved. Ashley, did I miss something that maybe you think listeners could get involved? 
Um, well, in addition to following our social medias, because this is where we shared the information, is attending events. We have just restarted doing um, events since COVID. So um, in September, we had our Fairways for Futures Top Golf Tournament, which was a great way to just have a fun night out, learn a little bit at the, about the club and what we're doing. And then upcoming in January, we will have our annual Youth of the Year event, which we restarted in person last year. And so this year it's going to be um, a really fun event at the Marriott on January 31st. There will be more information on our Facebook to get tickets and such, but um, a great way to learn about the club is hearing club members speak about it, speak about their personal experiences, speak about their journeys throughout however long they've been at the club. It's a great way to get involved and not listen to us talk about it, but actual <laughs> kids that are benefiting from these programs. So. No, I love, I love that you said that, uh, you know, back uh, in, in my board days, uh, the golf tournament was something we had. And golf tournaments, we all know, are the most difficult way to raise money. Um, it's a long day. It's a lot of, of, of uh, staff stress. And, uh, you know, we had a, a wonderful partner who, who kind of has a big name in the community that always support us a little bit. But I remember one of the, the last ones that we kind of helped run, we brought out some of the kids and some of the youth of the year to speak on holes. And it was so fun watching the golfers being able to engage. So I'm excited. I wasn't able to make the top golf one this year, but I'm excited for it in the future. And, and uh, we'll also help when we post this, we'll, we'll put some links out there so people can get some awareness, but uh, any, anything else, uh, any other ways to engage that uh, any specific needs um, other than just following support and maybe some interested people that might want to uh, have a caring heart to help some, some kids. Well, we have our holiday giving tree coming up. Uh we uh, try to make sure that kids have what they need over the holidays and Christmas and allow families that maybe um, need additional resources over the holidays. We do have that coming up as well, which you would find all this information out on our social media or on our um, website. But I think those are easy ways that are small touch points. And we have great partners in the community with the Monarch and Flint Hills National Golf Course and Taco Bell and Cox that are also going to be spreading the word as well. So I think a lot of our partners um, will be sharing information about how to get involved in the holidays. If that's something that touches your hearts that you want to get involved in. Now, are you guys open? I'm going to ask this one question. I'm going to add a little bit. Are you guys um, opening still? I know when I was there, we we're doing tours of the, of the club facility. Have we restarted those with things? Are you still offering that as a way for people that might want to um, experience it more firsthand? Yeah, we would love to host anyone for a tour. Good point, Andy. We think, and Ashley and I would be the great people that would give you those tours across all of our locations. So we could make it happen for any location that is interest of anyone in the listening area, because um, we could not only, we could show our opportunity to drive location, but we'd be willing to take you to a school-based site so you can see how different it is um, and yeah. still how the club feels the same, no matter what facility you're in. So when we're using a cafeteria in a school, it feels the same as it, it does on at our beautiful facility on opportunity drive. Great. Well, so here's my favorite question. It's our final question and we'll, we'll let everybody kind of run, but Anytime I get the opportunity to speak with with uh, with leaders like you guys, I always ask the question, and I read it because I want to make sure I get it right. But if you could impart one key message to our audience that's listening today about the significance of giving back to the community, what would that one point be? 
I thought this is hard to answer because it's hard to say one thing. And I believe that when we do this work, it's really easy for us to say, how come, why we do it? Why? Because we are passionate people, but I just believe that it makes the world go round, right? Because if kindness matters and so getting involved in a nonprofit is a good way to express kindness to others and to, it makes the world a better place, right? If we share with all of humans and mankind, right? So I think that kids are easy for people to engage and get involved. And so that makes it easy to, to attach the boys and girls club um, because everybody knows that that's our future leaders, right? So if we don't invest time and energy in the youth, um, then, you know, we're going to all understand the, the prices that may cost all of us in the future. But I think it's easy. I don't know if Ashley has a better response, but it's hard for me because I'm a very passionate person about the Boys and Girls Club. And I believe wholeheartedly that anyone should, should give back to their community because it's, you know, what I've made my life's work. So I think with the holidays approaching, my mind's on gifting. And I think just giving back to something greater is the best gift you can give yourself. Being able to give back to the community, empower it and change it. And like we're doing, creating great futures for this next generation. Like being able to give back to something bigger than yourself is just truly the best way to get that gratitude and um, satisfaction of being a part of something bigger than yourself. Great answers. I, I love hearing it. I'm excited as we compile all these responses from great community leaders. I think we're going to have kind of a good uh, storyboard or message board for, for those that are out there because it's such an important thing. So, well, hey, ladies, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to, to share the story, share your passion. Uh, and, and again, for the work you're doing, um, we, we need more people like you guys um, serving our communities and, and having the passion that you do and we're and, um, so thrilled to be have you on here today. Uh, so. As I conclude, as you guys all heard here today, those are listening, I can't stress enough the importance around active community involvement. Um, you know, we we love to feature our great community partners because we want you to get involved with them. So I'm hoping you're not going to sit there today, listen to this, hear a great story and not do anything. Uh, step number one is reach out. Um, I'm going to have on our podcast and anything we share, we'll have Ashley and Janessa contact. We'll have some of their links that are going to allow um, you to follow them on social media. That's an easy first action. So I hope that all the viewers, we get a whole bunch of, of, of spikes on their social media page following. So I urge you to engage. I urge you, urge you to um, really get committed in this uh, holiday season and next year to make an impact on your community. So until next time, thank you guys for joining. And uh, ladies, thank you for taking your time today. Thanks, Andy, Thanks so for having much. us. All right, we'll see you guys next time.